Hey, I'm Damien Saint, and check out the Three Count Podcast. I'm in fashion, Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring, and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right, and by this 80th something episode, you should be calling me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have somebody who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today you can find this man at GLWA, EHF, Chicagoland, Revolution, Rocket, Wrestle League, Pro Wrestling Resurrected, and Pinfall Wrestling. He is the angel of anarchy himself, Damien Saints. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Doing good, man. One, thank you for coming on the show. No, thank you for having me on the show. Oh, I appreciate that. But real man, this is awesome. I'm I'm excited to get to get to chat with you. Um, full transparency for those who are wondering, I put up a post on Facebook and I was like, "Yo, can I get some names?" And your name like consistently popped up on my list, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, well, hey, let's go grab Damien." <laughs> well, I appreciate those people. Yeah, shout outs. But yeah, so you're out of Illinois, man. Like I it's a place that like I've always wanted to go out and just like work in, but there's like a lot of great hidden talent that people haven't seen yet. I just can't wait for Chicago to I don't want to say it in a in a bad way, but I can't wait for Chicago to explode with all the talent that they have like in the area. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the one thing I love about Chicago itself is it's one of the biggest wrestling cities you'll ever be to. Um, and with that being said, with the places I've worked around Chicagoland, it, it, the talent has been phenomenal. There's so many people who I've seen around the area, especially in the areas I work of Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, uh, those places for all the talent I've seen. I've seen one get signed by Impact at the Impact Gut Jack. That was Jason Hotch. Mm. Um, so my buddies were also there, Zodiac. Um, but it's it's amazing people who it's only a matter of time until they get signed. It's only a matter of time until someone picks them up and sees the true potential that they have. Yeah, it's a lot like so like in the acting world, right? Like Los Angeles, New York, they always say like if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. And I feel like Pittsburgh and Chicago are like those two wrestling hubs that like if you're there in Orlando, right? Because obviously with NXT down there, yeah. But um. But those two, like those three cities, man, like if you make it in those three places, like the the world's about to be your oyster. Oh, absolutely. It, it's phenomenal. Just the talent and especially the fans. I love the fans out here. It, it's fans that you'll never see anywhere else. And for those who don't understand what I mean, Chicago is loud. Chicago is rowdy. rowdy. Um, you mind if I curse? No, you're fine to curse. Cool. Chicago is a place where we will tell John Cena to go fuck yourself on live television. Yeah. That, that's Chicago. We will go for whoever we want, whoever is meanest, whoever is most entertaining, and we will let you know what we think of the product. Yeah, it's if definitely one of those that, If you can survive in that environment and thrive off of it, you're going places. Yeah, well, I mean, it just just showing like, it, just money in the bank, right? Cena Punk and and Cena, and they let Cena know, like I you are not, life. you aren't winning. You're you're not leaving alive at a Chicago. No, 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 we let him know. I was there that night. It was one of the best shows I've ever been to. 
and the crowd oh my god it was just phenomenal it was just energetic yeah and it and then cm punk winning that match and then just like fading off into the crowd and it was so cool because it you could see the crowd like part but it just looked like they engulfed him and oh, yeah. like <laughs> you know it's it was a big shout out to the second city savior for that because that that was a moment that most people like will never forget but Yo, for those who don't know who you are, can you please let the fans know who is Damien Saint? So Damien Saint is the angel of anarchy. Damien Saint is the Windy City Angel. Damien Saint is the architect of war and chaos. And Damien Saint likes to see people in pain. So I hire big, strong, aggressive people who beat up other people in the ring and win titles for me. That, that's who Damien Saint is. Yo, I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> so it's just, it's cool though, because like looking over your, your biography, man, it's just like wrestler, ref, manager, like you just have like your hand in a lot of different pots. So you get to see like a lot of different aspects of like how wrestling is supposed to look based on like how like, you know, a perceived uh, junction of like once what one person would want to be like. So I'm kind of curious, like, in, in the field that you're in with all three kind of different aspects, which one is like your favorite to like watch kind of like bend and mold? Um, honestly, more of managing. I, I'll admit I, I never was an in-ring performer as a wrestler. It's always been manager and referee. And that's just because I'm very protective of my back after the army. I spent four years in the army and infantry and that messed up my back with arthritis and mild degenerative disease. So I'm very protective. So I've never been an in-ring performer per se, unless it's like a gimmick match. But aside from that, between refing and managing, I love managing. Like, don't get me wrong. I enjoy refing because when you have a great match going on in the ring, all I know is what the final, what, what the end of the result of the match is. That's all I get told. That's all I even ask for. And so when I get to be out there for the match, crowd is watching the match for the first time. I'm watching the match for the first time, having no idea what's going on. It's like being a fan in the ring. <laughs> I just have to be really quick and count the one, two, three. <laughs> but with managing, I grew up doing theater. So I've always been big about being in front of a crowd. You know, if you ever met me outside of work or outside of wrestling, I am probably one of the most introverted people you will ever meet to where the moment I am off work, in my mindset, I am already retired and I'm going home and I'm not talking to anybody unless I have to. But. No, I was like, it's it's something about like, it's weird because it's something about people who are in the military, right? Because prior Air Force right here, six years. Um, it's It's crazy to think that like you spend so much energy like having to be extroverted, right? That when you get out, you want to like pull into that shell and then hide just for a little bit, right? It's not like you're trying to like pull away. You just need that break for a little bit. And then you thrust yourself into the wrestling world and like you become this extroverted, but then you get to be like somebody completely different. Like my character is like very outgoing, very like, like cocky, just a hundred percent of the things that I'm not like the things that I wish that I could be my character is. And then like when I, you know, when I'm out behind a curtain and I've like turned off like the character, this this is who you get. Like very kind of just reserved, just like, you know, how have fun and talk with you and stuff like that. But it's something about the military that allows us to like carp 
compartmentalize. Is that the right word? Like you can just section off yeah. everything and you can just kind of work when you have to work. So it's kind of cool to hear that you're like, yeah, I'm prior army. I'm like, yo, I can relate to this all, all day. <laughs> no, definitely. But for me, one of the big things with managing is just, it's not so much I am a whole different character because Damien Singh is very much who I am. Just probably turn up to like 10,000. Because for me, I came out of kind of like a dysfunctional family. I'm the youngest of nine, but I was raised as the only child. So I was able to learn what my sisters and brothers did, but they weren't there to catch me. With anything my siblings did, I found any way around what they had done. Everything that my parents had known of my mom and my stepdad, what they dealt with from their kids before me, the moment anyone told me, I slid on the radar. <laughs> I like it though. I like it a lot. And it is, it is something like my character, like even my character, like even though like he's very like he's very outgoing and cocky. It really and, and you you hit it right on the head. It's you turned up to like it, it ten thousand, like you're just all out the charts and out of your mind. <laughs> like one of the best things just I, I love being a good guy. I do. I'm probably one of the few people who you'll see as a manager who will be a good guy. And I feel like I can strive with that. But when it comes to being a heel, I don't know. It's just something about just making the crowd so pissed off (laughs) and just getting the heat for whoever I'm with. And it's just so much fun. It's, it's like being alive all over again. I know it's kind of a weird way to say it, but it's like, my mind is almost reborn. It's it's clear. Like I, I have depression. I do with a little bit of anxiety. I mean, everybody does, but still. Um, I, uh, I'm getting myself lost. <laughs> no, but you're, but you're right. So oh, oh, ADHD. ADHD. <laughs> That's the other thing I deal with, as we just saw right now. <laughs> my, my mind goes nonstop. And I, I don't tell people this very often, but when everything is quiet, I deal with tinnitus as it is. But half the time, either I hear ring or the other half the time because of the ADHD, I have a song stuck in my head and it's like one verse and half the chorus and this repeats over and over. Like my mind has no peace and quiet at all until I'm asleep. And it, it, it used to be maddening, but I've adapted it so well. But the moment I get to go outside the curtain and I know I'm entertaining these people, I know I'm getting their minds off whatever problems they're dealing with. I know uh, I may be helping them with something that they've been hurting from, um, something that they can relate to. And it, it just, it clears my mind. It's, it's a pure moment of clarity, just being in front of the crowd and with being a manager and being on the microphone and just be able to say what I want in the way I need to that is professional yet entertaining for the fans. It's it's such a peace of mind that it's probably one of the most relaxing things I could ever do, which is weird being in front of, you know, a couple hundred people and everything else in your life, you're kind of like, oh, well, I'm going, I'm a little bit stressed out, I'm going this, I'm going that, my mind's over here. But the moment I'm there in the ring with a microphone in my hand and I have the fans' attention, it's just, peace and quiet and the mouth just runs 
You know, it's funny though, man, because like I feel like when I was in the military, like that was one thing that like constantly kept me striving, right? Was that like when I knew like I was attached to a mission or something like that and it was like of utmost importance, like my mind just stayed like laser focused, like on the mission at hand. But then like when I got out, like I was missing like a lot of like what I really kind of wanted. And it was like a lot of the commodity part of it, but I was also missing like that, that mission that kept me like on point. And I feel like when I get into the crowd, right, when I'm there in a wrestling ring or something, like, and I'm there just to entertain, like, my mind gets laser focused because it's, you know, that's the goal. That's the mission at hand is that you're a part of something kind of bigger than what you are, like, you know, when I was, like, when I, when I was in a service. But in there, I'm just, it's there for entertainment purpose. Like, I'm just there to, like, and make the crowd feel like they're, like, the best thing in the entire world, which by the way, you guys are okay. No you, lies. You are. I, just... will I, I tell you all you're adopted most of the time, but you guys are kind of cool. <laughs> but it is, it is so cool to be part of something that makes you laser focused and driven because you understand that the guys in the back are on the same page as you are. It's just to put on the best show and to enter, entertain. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people, sometimes we just kind of miss that, that point. It's like almost like you think you're expected to have the crowd to be in your back pocket, but if you kind of treat them like they're like second class, they will treat you like you're second class and you'll really know what it means to be exiled. <laughs> yeah. But I, so I, 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 that's I, what I've actually been like booed out of the building and I don't know why. It's just so much fun. <laughs> it is. Oh no. I've seen people like break beer bottles and try to fight some of my friends because they're bad guys. They're so good at getting heat. I watched uh I watched one of my friends tell a lady right to her face like it will be nothing for me to smack a white woman in the face. And uh she got so mad she went to the promoter. She's like I want my money back or he never I will stay for the rest of the show if that guy never comes back to the show. And then uh she came back and so did he. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, mm, tough breaks here. <laughs> Sorry, Karen. You need to get that job done. <laughs> it is what it is. It is. So I'm kind of curious, man. Like after a show or something like that, do you have like a routine? Do you have a post-match snack? Like what's your what's your what's your vice? Uh so the vice for me usually is on the way home. If I'm hungry, and usually am. After like a good long drive, I either hit up McDonald's or White Castle, because in the town I live in, most of the time when I'm getting home from a show, it's already past eleven and everything pretty much is closed by then. And half the time, I'm usually home by midnight or one o'clock in the morning. And McDonald's and White Castle are the only places that I will find open. And then it's just deciding which one has a shorter line because for some reason at two o'clock in the morning. Both McDonald's and White Castle want to have lines around the whole damn building, which I don't understand. They need to get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> it is weird to like be driving home and I'm like, oh, look, it's a random pit stop. And I'll like go to pull in to like order like Taco Bell or something. And there's like four cars in the line. I'm like, why are you guys here? Like it's it's almost midnight. Just just go yeah. home. Just go home. <laughs> Hang out over there. Don't don't drive to the drive-thru. Does it make sense? Go home and cook your own damn food. That's why you have a kitchen. <laughs> you, guys, you guys probably live down the street anyway. I work two jobs. You don't. <laughs> um, get a second job. Get, get out of here. 
Um, so you've been in for a while. I'm just kind of curious. What's like one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn? Um, one of the hardest things I think I've had to learn is just being humble itself because every once in a while, my mind will get the best of me and my emotions will get the best of me. And I have no problem admitting every once in a while when I'm in a really good position with a motion, I kind of get a big head and over time I've learned I need to be a little more humble with that. And that's actually helped me out a lot more, but that was probably one of the hardest things ever was just accepting everything that was going on in the world and how it is with motors and just the work itself. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes like everybody gets into that area where they just start to feel like, Hey, like I'm untouchable. Yeah. And you have to remember like there's, Again, it goes back to like the military mindset of you're part of the machine. Yeah. And so it's like I, your I cog can always be replaced. Remembering that. <laughs> it, it's it's tough too because like, you know, it's like we're saying like in, in this in this business, right, in this sport, in this performance, whatever you want to call it, uh, you are one of thousands of people that are working for all the same spots and if you decide at one moment you're like, I'm better than the rest of this, they will just take your cog piece out and just put a new one in and just Absolutely. let that person work. <laughs> it is it is tough. Like one of my favorite things too is like when I get to get to a show, I try to show up early if I can, unless like I know that the crew like went and set up the ring the night before. I try to pop in and try to help out with the with the ring. Or, you know, if someone's there and I can just like set up chairs and stuff like that. It's it's weird because it feels like game day for me where like I'll sit there and I'll put all my stuff together and I'll just, and it just puts me in the, in the mindset. But then afterwards, I love to stay and help out, tear down rings and like put them away and stuff. Like I'm always trying to constantly pay my dues. Cause I do, I do, do see the value that other people like other promoters see in it too. So it's like, you know, it's, it, you know, be humble about it and, and do the work. No, I absolutely feel like, so I'm curious, I need to ask this question though, like what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Um, to any up and coming wrestlers, referees, managers, whatever, role, commentary. The first thing I learned was ears open, mouth shut. And of course, when you first hear that, you kind of understand what it means of shut up and listen. But it, it truly means so much more. The biggest thing anyone can do, and I feel like to make it well in this business, is to understand the psychology of professional wrestling. Understanding the psychology of storytelling. And I feel like there's so many who miss that still, who have so much potential. But if you can start to understand why certain moves go in certain areas, how to build your character, how to sell your character, especially the fans yeah they, they want to see the moves they want to see the wrestling but they're there they pay money to see you perform not just as a wrestler but as a character itself people have to understand it's still a show it's entertainment it's sports entertainment some people hate that term i, I don't give a fuck because one wrestling is a sport and two it's a fucking entertainment industry <laughs> but that being said, 
psychology is the biggest thing you could learn. The moment you understand psychology of professional wrestling and of a character and storytelling, and I know it sounds like a lot, and it actually is, everything will click of why you do everything, and everything will click of how to engage the fans and know that you'll keep them entertained. No, it's great advice. And it's funny because you mentioned the word, right? That it's it's entertainment at the end of the day, right? So we're still learning how to take fans on like a giant roller coaster and just like, you know, let them enjoy the ride. But it's still entertainment. And I tell my friends this often. I was like, I don't like pro wrestling is the only place where I see like fans are actively like a character in in the show, right? And some people are in all the way and some people aren't. But what makes it more like enjoyable for me is I don't ever think I've seen a person boo Lin Manuel Miranda on stage doing Hamilton <laughs> because he wasn't Puerto Rican. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like but wrestling fans will let you know, like, hey, you know, like they're like, you suck. Like this is not believable. But I was like, I didn't see you say that to Matt to Hamilton when his rap music came out. <laughs> there wasn't rap back then. This is a lie. This is this is this isn't real. This is pre this is predetermined. <laughs> These are shenanigans. Wasn't that character just like the 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 captain in the other act? I don't believe that's his son. <laughs> like, yeah. They look like they're only five years apart. I call bullshit. I call bullshit on this. This isn't, this isn't realistic at all. This is unbelievable. <laughs> I want my money back. I'm caring. <laughs> but, yo, so seeing that you've been in a lot of different areas with a lot of different locker rooms, I got to have one do and one don't of the locker room. Okay. Um, one don't of the, or the locker room. Don't come in the locker room with, with an attitude. Because the moment you show off that attitude to anybody, especially a veteran or someone who's more of a vet than you are, if they're a good vet, they're going to put you back in your place. One thing to do, have fun. Be a good person. Help each other. Uh, yeah, definitely. Because you got to remember, like, why you got into this in the first place is because you loved it. You were having fun as a kid. And I definitely agree. I, I love that. And I love the fact of don't have an attitude. Because I feel I feel like lately I've ran into a bunch of people who have had that. And I'm just like, whoa, you need to, like, Tore throttle down, down the gear <laughs> you know, to wound up there. Um, but cool. So those are like all my heavy hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast. And people ask, what's the first? It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this, sir, Mr. Damien Saint, this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. Whatever's your answer. That's your answer. Sure. Go ahead. Put me on the spot. <laughs> so let's put the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! And here we go. SmackDown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? The Labyrinth. Yes. <laughs> Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Favorite color? Red. Dolphins or whales? Whales. Favorite submission? 
The crossface. Let's go. PlayStation or Xbox? Both. Hey, I like that answer. Let's go. <laughs> uh, your favorite podcast? The Three Count Podcast. What? 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 That's crazy. <laughs> Nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Timmy Too Sweet. That's let's get it. And then last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person that comes on this show. Favorite curse word. Fuck. Yeah. A good F-bomb is all you need in this life. <laughs> At least one good one a day. A good one. One good one. And the fun, fun thing is, is I've been trying to get this viral, this video re-viral again. Is that a word? I don't know. To get it viral again. But it's the history of the F-word that you can find on YouTube. It's like the best two minutes and 39 seconds of of history. <laughs> you know? Tell people all the time. Like, if you watch this video, you will learn so much about the F word. <laughs> I love it already. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the link. I'll send you the link after this so you can check it out. But uh, yeah, so those are all my questions. So the only thing I have for you is Damien, let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. So you can find me either on YouTube, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at the handle of the Damien Saint. You can find me at Rocket Pro Wrestling, Chicagoland Wrestling, um, Revolution, Revolution Championship Wrestling. Sorry, ADHD is kicking in again a little bit. <laughs> I start getting the word. I'm like, Revolution. Oh, I have Oreos over here. Oh, where am I? <laughs> As I go up another tangent. <laughs> um, right now, well, those are the big ones I'm working on, I mean, as well as Pitfall Wrestling Association. I don't want to leave them out since I started repping for them recently. Um, those are really the biggest places you can find me for shows lately. Awesome. And there you guys have it. You guys have all these links. But like every good part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. And by now, you should be calling me your Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And you see him right next to me. He is the man, the myth, the legend. The Angel of Anarchy, Damien Saint. You guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there. Or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn the notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us the support, please.